anyway, it was fun. Tore it apart and right. and uh, took Tony out to Des Moines. We were gonna go to the fair and go see Hairball on Tuesday night. Yeah. Well, it was raining. We didn't feel like standing outside. We didn't feel hippie, quite hippie enough okay. to stand outside in the rain. So we just did some shopping and stuff. But anyway, we're leaving Des Moines and it's raining mm-hmm. and the Jeep windows are fogging up and it's and it's a manual and everything's on toggle switches. So I'm <laughs> driving in Des Moines on the interstate. I can't see. I got flipping five switches at once. It was it was pretty fun in the dark. You know, it was a good time. <laughs> But uh, just you and your wife. Just us. It was That's great. nice. We, we sent the kids to grandma's for the night, and I wish we could. We had that. no schedule to keep anything there. I think if I lay that on something softer, it'll maybe I'll hang the speaker off a little bit so we don't get muffled. I increase the input gain, so we're we're going. I think we should light up, and then again we can't talk until the timer goes yeah. off. But we won't talk about this delicious mess that's in front of us. Yeah, pretty moist. Deciphering by the cut. Okay. It's also a pretty dull cutter. It's because oh. it's because I, it's like the cutter I use all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, in fact, that's my only. We might even talk about the cutter at some point because it's a, it's a really great cutter. That could be our like a f- unofficial sponsor today or something. Okay. I hear a cricket. <laughs> that's definitely gonna make it through. It will that, and it's okay if it does. Won't that be great? So, <laughs> what was I? What was I? I was trying to think of something, something silly. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't remember what it was. I had like a little kind of a joke thing. I was gonna. Why do milking stools have three legs? I don't know. Because the cow has the udder. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. My kind of joke, but you know that. Um, so, my friend Dan Veach. This is a joke, but I do have a friend named Dan Veach. He married a Latino woman named Juana, and uh, she wanted to, to have a baby boy, and he wanted to have a baby girl. Well, they fought about it for a while, and finally, they decided to have Juana Veach. <laughs> Is that the middle name? Hmm. Is that the middle name? It was a joke. One of each. They just yeah, like, I get it. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> so funny. I'm you, you could have laughed yeah. at least. Give me, <laughs> <yeah>. Could have <laughs> given, <laughs> given me something. I'll give you a bit of. I guess shaking your head. You can, they can't hear that on the Not recording. Today. <laughs> so. Not today. Well, well what did you do this week? I, uh, today I had a good, it's, the, the week was good, but mainly because we have tenants now and it's always nice to have that income instead of not. And, uh, um, a good day today. I had a project, an electrical project. I knew what I was doing. I did it, got done. And the boss is like, ah, the mower's almost fixed. We need, really need to mow this one place. Let's get it fixed and then go mow. So I like mowed for five hours and it was a beautiful day. It wasn't too hot. It was a beautiful day. Gorgeous day. In fact, I hear that it's going to be again in the mid-70s most of next week, which sounds mm. great. Sounds great. Even if it does mean we're going into the cooler, colder seasons, that's that doesn't bother me too much. Me neither. So, is that a timer, or is it just a, uh, just a is that going to ring, or is it just going to, okay. 
I like I like that. That makes us seem a little more low budget. We are low budget. Definitely, definitely. So, how was your work day? Seeming about it. By the way. Work day was kind of weird today. We were planning on tearing off a guy's... We've been planning all week to tear off part of a guy's roof and rechange the angle, the slope of his roof. Wow. But it's been threatening rain all oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just haven't started it. Today was another... A couple of days this week I took off and did auto glass instead. And then um, today I helped... We did built a bench for extremely high-end house that we're, we've done some work on and cool. just little just little projects fixed a couple things met with a beef client and uh, that was it anyway. all right that's it welcome to doug and joe talk i'm doug i'm joe still 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 so if i, I you know I, I could always change and become you could josephine or that seems to be a trend these days. Maybe, yeah. maybe you could you could change. Actually, I don't. You couldn't change. You could believe that you. Could I don't change. think I will. <laughs> so anyway, mm. so um, let me start by saying we have a um, Oliva. You know, I should have printed the name. I believe it's Oliva Connecticut Reserve is what it's officially called, and I don't have details about it. Partly because I'm really excited and kind of didn't want to preconceived my brain you know I didn't want to think about what this was going to be because some people online that I trust were basically and, and reviews and other things but some people I listen to and some reviews say that like this is supposed to be kind of the best Connecticut around and I like Connecticut's they're a little bit light but that but you expect that when you're smoking a Connecticut and you know you if you know cigars you know what to expect in a Connecticut but if this is one of the best it's like oh let's give it a try so yeah. that's what Joe and I have today. Yeah. Well, first impressions? Well, um, just smelling the side of the cigar in the pre-draw was really nice. Uh, it had a little bit of woody sweetness, which is what I would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, after the light, my first first draw, just a hint of spice. It's like, oh, there's a nice yeah. little bit of spice on my tongue. I like that. Yeah, I got that too. Um, so um, that's all so far. We're not, I mean, you know, we light it before we record, but we're... Yeah. Know. Did you say woody sweet? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the first. The first thing it was the woody was like was right there, and there's a little spice. Um, we we actually was we're working today with a. We've been doing a lot of deck work, and we were working with a, a imported special Brazilian wood uh, oh. today, which is neither here nor there because actually I thought of cedar when I smoked when I lit this cigar. I don't know if that's a positive thing or a negative thing, or it's just a pattern that's in my brain from doing from working on decks recently, but. I uh, I got cedar right away. Um, it might be. It's cedar's really common. Cigars are start. Cigars are stored in cedar. They're often wrapped in cedar. And um, I never, th- I never think about, am I getting cedar when I'm smoking a cigar? Mm-hmm. But I'll have to. I, I hadn't thought about it till today, but this was right mm-hmm. there. It was right there. Yep. I would, and I would say that would be a positive thing. I guess. It well, would good. Be, I did like you know, cedar. But I, uh, the only reason I wonder, so, you know, I'm naive, I guess, but my first coffee cupping, I was getting a lot of root vegetable until I realized, well, I was told that set off alarm bells for all these professional coffee tasters that I was with. And apparently a potato is like a terrible defect in coffee. <laughs> really? And so I had set off all their alarms because I just didn't know what I was tasting, really. I taste, I taste carrots. Really? Like, like potato carrot? 
Um, no, carrots. <laughs> let me try. Let me try that. Let me try that. It was funny. Well, and it is fun when you're when your palate you're trying to have your brain understand what your palate is tasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I was, <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been at wine club before, and uh, just had someone like really pick on me because I said I think I'm tasting. It might have been basil. I don't remember, but. This really sharp lady from wine club that really knows her stuff says, that, no, that's not in there. It's not. She runs over and grabs her basil plant, rubs it in her hands, goes, smell that. I'm like, it's like, see, it's not that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's not what it is. But, but I was trying, hey, you know. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> and she was, she was a good enough, good enough friend that she could pick on me. So, so uh, anyway, <coughs> you want to, since we, <coughs> foot smoke, <coughs> yeah, sucked I'm, in a little. Mine's going straight at yeah. your face. <laughs> I'll sit back and relax. Goodness. And face. <clears throat> All right, so what's been going on in the world, Joe? <clears throat> oh, man. Well, I can tell you, on a, on a broad scope, I always think on a broad scope first. On sure. a broad scope, I'm. it's kind of hard to not just kind of look at the headlines in the morning and shake your head because... Uh, I think that uh, one of the big things on my radar right now, and maybe it's just that I'm thinking about it, it's not so much in the news, but just the whole migrant issue around the world, whether you want to call them migrants, whether you want to call them refugees, whatever you want to call them, uh, mass groups of people moving around, and it's just causing some friction. Maybe that's the most kindest way I can put that. It's causing some problems, some trouble. So That's one thing. Obviously, we've got the Trump... (laughs) Can you call it an investigation? Witch hunt? <laughs> that's, okay, I showed yeah. my car. I showed my whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's still going on. Um, I saw some things. We've got this Omarosa lady that's uh, that's running around saying she has uh, some kind of <clears throat> damning evidence against somebody or somebody else. But uh, I don't know. That's what's on the top of my brain. What's on the top of yours? Well, yeah, the. The end tape, <laughs> and I, I say that on purpose, and then I laugh because um, I am not an African American person, and I don't understand why there's a word that we can't say. Like I'm not allowed to say, "Hey, Frank called him the N word." I can't actually say the word, right, right, or, right, right, right. or I'm bad. Yeah, which is that we would get banned, <clears throat> right? Like, like yeah. so, so that's kind of rolling around in my head because of this tape. The other, the other things rolling around in my head is that. I don't like it when people say, I have this. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, then it either is or it isn't. I don't care if you have it. Show your hand. Right. Now, don't, don't, you know, it's saber like... Saber rattling? Saber. Is that what you call it? Saber rattling? Rattling? Oh, maybe. I was actually thinking cards. I was yeah. thinking, okay. like, if the, I don't know if there's some kind of liar poker. It seems like I played a liar poker where you say, oh, I've got three aces. Oh, yeah. That's what poker's about. Yeah. Well, it is about that even if you're not playing like... But I think there's a game where you actually tell oh, the other person what you have. And then you kind of you wow. play that back and forth out verbally. But yeah, it's like, I, I don't care what you say you have. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't want six months of news stories. Ooh, she's got a tape. Right. What if she has a tape? What's going to happen if she yeah. has a tape? We don't even know she has a tape. Right. And they're, they're covering the what ifs. And it's like, yeah. what you should be saying is, oh, no tape yet? Okay, yeah. no story. For sure. I've got some thoughts about that, too. We, you want to run in, go into that one? You want to dive uh, in? Or are we going to kind of... Maybe. Let me, let me run through the rest of the highlights. Of course, there's the horrible stuff, that the cat, the, the, the sex scandal stuff. What state Catholic was that in? Church. 
It was like Pennsylvania, maybe. Right? Yeah, it was just like one state, but it was so bad. You're like thousands of victims, oh. hundreds of of priests. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really bad, and that's 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 been on my heart. I don't know if there's yeah. anything to talk about that, but it's like that's been just weighing heavy, and I've been like, you know, it's one of those random. I like praying specifically, but it's one of those. What do you pray about? Just God help them. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, what, what did I write down there? Oh, that's it. Looks like a T. It's an L. So uh, there's stuff about you know something about that. About, yeah, it, okay, it's a little bit old news, but I found out just today that there was a development, or at least new to me. So, uh, last week, maybe, maybe it was even longer, they found, the police uh, served a search warrant at this at this place. This oh, I remember that. I know the... Yeah, yeah, this farm or whatever it was out in the middle of New Mexico. They come to find out that there are actually two, two Muslim guys. One is the son of a prominent cleric here in the United States. I don't think they're from the United States. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think they're from here. Had kidnapped a bunch of kids, like from ages of like baby to teenagers, and were training them to do school shootings. It was like a it was like a mind control terrorist camp. Anyway, they got busted. Some of these kids were known as missing kids. They found uh, remains there of some kids, and then these guys. I just read this morning. Walked. They, they, there's a name for it. They signed, yeah, I'll show up in court, and they got to walk free. Wow. Kind of like getting out on bail, but like mm-hmm. on a promise to appear, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're out, they're out free right now. It's just blows my mind. Yeah. The, totally. And, I'm, and, I don't even want to say. And so if I understand right, because I, in, when you first mentioned this, I didn't know what you were talking about, but I remember now. Because that's the story that the, the media, um, yeah. All, all except for all except for Fox has basically not mentioned Muslim anything right. like, anything like that. They've just said, "Oh, we found this place where these children were being groomed. It was horrible conditions by these men or whatever." Instead of saying they were all you Muslim, believe that yeah. if they were some kind of right wing Christian group, they would be saying, "Oh, baby, they'd be saying that." Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's going mm. on. And and what's this? Uh, oh, that's just it's related. <clears throat> um, there's a I think it's new. Um, I don't I don't know because I don't check if it's new when I watch it. But um, um, a guy does did a video about the fa- the misnomer. I'm not not choosing my words well here of radical Islam. <laughs> okay. And and he he studied what Muslim people believe about like. According yeah, to what do you what do you think about nine eleven? Oh okay. no, no, more specific okay. than that. Like, what do you think about nine eleven? And most of them, most wow. of them would say, "Well, it was a bad thing, but I understand." You know, and like, they wouldn't you, like, you outright denounce it? No, they would not. And it was a it was an interesting prayer video. I wish wow. I could remember the guy that did it, but I I can't. Wow. But that was Ben Shapiro did one too. It's it's an older one, a few years ago, where he said, you know, radical Islam is is. You know, it's just, uh, it's not a thing. <laughs> it, you have Islam. <clears throat> right, you have Islam. And and even, and I think the guy in the prayer video said, you know, there there might be some, he said there, there are perhaps some moderate, you know, um, Muslims that are not, or that are not radical. But he said the idea that, that the radicals are the fringe is ridiculous. He's like, the moderates are the fringe. Look at history. It's a prime example of giving history a vote, I guess. Right? You look at Islam throughout history, they've always done the same thing. Yeah. 
Well, good. We got some some things to go on here today. Uh, definitely yeah. some things to talk about. You have anything to say about the cigar? Um, <clears throat> well, I would have to say it's what I expect. Um, it was talked up so much that you have a hard time tempering your expectations a little. Or? Yeah, I am. But um, right now, I'm I'm gonna not give it too much praise. I'm just gonna say it's a Connecticut. It's what I expect. I'm, I'm maybe on your cedar comment, not sure, but it's lightly sweet and woody and not not wowing me much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I have a hard time being objective when it comes to smoking and reviewing cigars because the last Connecticut I think we had was the Camacho, mm-hmm. and that one I really that was like a two thumbs up. <laughs> me too. I liked it, and it surprised me. How much I liked it, but it's so hard to tell whether it's for me. It different cigars will taste different on different days. It seems like I'll really enjoy something one day and not enjoy it so much the next day. So, um, it, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. So I, I'm enjoying this right now. I am too. But it's not wowing me as much as I remember the the Camacho wowing me. And I, I would, and I would say in relationship, I don't know if we, did we record when we had the Camacho Connecticut? I think we did. I think so. I think we did. So, um, I would say that the Camacho Connecticut is a little bit of a standout for Connecticut's. I think it's not your standard Connecticut. I think they hyped it up. I mean, I think they, uh, not hyped isn't the right word. They, mm-hmm. they blended it to be a okay. little different than your standard Connecticut. This Oliva Connecticut is smoking just exactly what I think a Connecticut would be, but I would hope that it's oh it's so it's supposed to be so good. I'm just hoping something magical oh, happens, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so far it it hasn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that's that's my update. I just got a little chocolate. Right as we were talking, maybe it it might have been sort of an espresso, like a coffee or chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that mm-hmm. back and forth. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, okay, let's, um, let's pick something. Let's talk about the tape. Okay. <clears throat> or this, the mysterious, uh, the alleged poss- tape. The alleged tape, yeah. Oh, yeah. my. Okay, what do you think? Do we talk about Omarosa first, or do we talk about the tape first? I don't really care much about her, and honestly, I don't, I've heard a little bit about her from some people that <laughs> don't think she's a very great human being, but I don't, I don't, haven't followed enough news on her to know, so, like, the only thing is, like, if you got it, she's just saying she has a tape. Right. That's all we know. You know? Which, <clears throat> you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing these days. We have finally made it to the age where just about anything can be faked with incredible ease. You know, have you, you've, seen the, you've seen the video of Obama saying things about... Uh, basically, he's talking about fake news, but he's talking about fake videos, and like what you can and can't say on a video. It turns out it's it's totally a fake video. He didn't say that. Oh, really? They took the video. They made it look like he was. I mean, it's a video of Barack Obama saying a bunch of stuff, and it's not him. Wow. It is. It is his image yeah. that they've manipulated, but it's not his voice. It's somebody that sounds just exactly like him, and the, and the whole thing is to- completely fake. So it's just like. He, he actually ends the video by saying, stay woke, bitches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, really? That's but, I mean, funny. He didn't say it. Right, right. 
But, but it's uh, funny when you're watching yeah, so, who you think is. So, say, like, having seen that now, and I have to also have to send you a video huh. of that because yeah. I'll send you a link because you have to see it because then you know that nothing now that my eyes see or that my ears hear, I can trust 100%. But <clears throat> considering the type of people that are against our president, a lot of them are in the arts, are in the cutting edge of these technologies even and it wouldn't surprise me a bit if something comes out but even at that point i don't know if i'll believe what i hear well um you know what i'm saying yeah and the thing is that if i were to i kind of don't care when people start talking about trump's character i sort of don't care i think the president should have better character i think he should act better but if he doesn't i don't i don't I mean, if you're just trying to hammer the president, I don't really want to talk about that. Hammer the president all you want, talk to somebody else. I'd like to talk about policy. Because if he said it, that'd bother me a little. I, it seems pretty harsh. I don't think he would say it. I think he would say stuff about women before he'd say stuff about a black guy. But if he did, it wouldn't surprise me that much. Mm-hmm. It's, not like he's, it's not like he's this pinnacle of morality. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, who yeah. cares? That's a, that's a good point. I just think that it's... It's the whole issue is funny, like you said. Are there words we can say or can't say? I think the whole issue of that that whether or not somebody can be perceived as racist <clears throat> is the number one deciding factor for somebody on who they will vote for. Can I make this person out to be racist? If so, I'm not going to vote for him. And yeah, like you right. said, where's the policy discussion? Because I the the liberal people that I have personally talked to have they cannot point to policy that they disagree with and pin it to Trump. They can point to some policies, but they're not Trump's policies. Right. Now, I like I like swinging the pendulum a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I do want to say that I have seen uh, right-wing conservative people say, it doesn't matter anything else. I'm only going to vote for someone who's anti-abortion. Yep, I've seen that too. And um, And I think that's a good thing to vote for. And <laughs> I think you need to look at the whole package. Yeah. Um, so, but again, the difference is that in the pro in the anti-abortion case, the conservative probably really is anti-abortion. In the racist case, they're saying and they're believing somebody's racist when they may in fact not be. Yeah, <clears throat> and and the inverse is true as well. They're believing and saying that certain people are not racist, and I think that some of them probably are. Quite deeply racist. <laughs> I mean, Dinesh D'Souza. I can't give that guy enough credit. His movie, Hillary's America, just goes down the line uh, on how the Democrats and the Liberal Party are the party of race. Always have been and continue to be the party. I mean, dude, uh, skin color is not an issue for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't even talk about it if it wasn't, wasn't being pointed at, like, our side and saying, these people are racist, or this president is racist. Now, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, would we? I mean, it's not even, right. is it even a thing? I feel like we've gone back 50 years yeah. in the last four. Yeah. Because somehow, it seems like leftists have said, oh, well, if you're not white, you need to hate whites. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out they, of one side of the Yeah, right. Because they have built something that make whites successful, which isn't true. I don't believe it's true. I think they've built, I, I think, not just white people, but everybody and every American has built something mm-hmm. 
that actually makes someone who wants to succeed successful. And they're, they're just labeling it com completely uh, incorrectly. Um, I even saw... <clears throat> were you finished with that? Yeah, go ahead. I, I even saw something recently that talked about um, cult, bl the, the black influence on culture, how prominent black music is, black fashion, black terminology. Like, there's a huge, huge influence. So to say that it's that there's a... I don't know, some kind of monopoly on cultural influence only by whites. I think it's just, I mean, people can shout it all they want. That's their freedom. But I think if you just go to look for the evidence of whether or not this is, a, is a, an issue, it's just not. I don't, I don't think. Of course, you know what the first argument against what I just said would be? Well, you're white. You're a white male. Yeah. <laughs> you're a white. But, but that shouldn't be. Male. It should be. Is it, is yeah. it accurate or not? Right. Yeah. And it, it's so funny. I've heard... Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Pick your uh, pick your label, but whatever you can say. A transgender person, you can say a gay person, you can say a black person, you can say a Latino person. Somebody was 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 saying, "I'm being oppressed." You know, the go the government is silencing transgender people. And where am I listening to them? <laughs> I'm listening to them on YouTube, a completely public video, and nobody nobody has silenced that video. What do you mean you're being oppressed and silenced? You're there screaming it, and you and, and you're on video. How how do you? I mean, if if you were in... Well, they're not doing a very good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Like if you were in Iraq, you'd be shot. Yeah. And then you would, nobody else, everybody else would be afraid to talk about it. So, like... Yeah. Geez. Seriously. So... I don't know, we kind of veered a little bit from... We did. This specific tape. Was there anything... Well, I did want to... And, I, you know, the, the culture, the, the leftists, has taught us that I can't talk about this because I'm white... But I, just the idea that I can't say the N-word, and like even I probably won't say it on the recording because yeah. I don't want to limit our audience by saying it, sure. but I think it's ridiculous because I, I'm not allowed to say, Jack called that black guy a blank. Yeah. I can't say it. I can't even quote it. And it's just well, ridiculous. And it's out of, see, here's the thing. It's out of respect that you're not saying it. That argument you're, I understand. And, and in that in that regard, you have to give credit to um, people who don't use that word. Yeah. And yeah. and on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, the on the side of the people that are pointing and shouting racist continually, we hear all kinds of words that ought not to be said as well, but they're being said right and left. Yeah. And there's no. There's no governor on that, it seems like, and so I guess yeah. the right thing to do is probably just to take the high road, I guess, and just uh, and, and watch, I, watch I our mouths. Yeah, I think that's okay because I think everyone should watch their mouths. I just I just don't think there's a there should be a moratorium on that particular word. I think there should be people should be nice and polite, regardless white, black, whatever. But the fact that first of all, when I was a kid, I wanted to find out what the word meant. And so I asked and looked it up in the dictionary, and it had nothing to do with race. <laughs> Interesting. It just had to do with being like a, some type of bad person. And I'm like, well, why is it used for black people? Because like, oh, that could be a white person. And I said that to somebody once, and they're like, well, it's been used a lot against black people. It's like, okay, fair enough. But that wasn't, that wasn't the definition that I found. It was probably an old dictionary that hadn't been changed yet.
right. <laughs> Don't you have a really old dictionary or something? Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a Webster's 1828 that I use frequently. It's fun to look up and it really compare is. it to a new one and it see the difference really in definitions. Language, so. language is such an important thing. Yeah, I, I think that's all I wanted to say, and I guess, you know, I, there's more important battles to fight than can I say the N-word, you know. Oh, for sure. So, But, but, but see, a lot of the things that we talk about <clears throat> flow from the concept that ideas have consequences. And so it's, I think it's super important to track back, okay, this is in the news. What are the ideas that are battling it out in this story here, you know? Mm-hmm. And gosh, if... if I, I know people I have good friends I have family that that just get they run away with some of these emotional issues and don't really realize what kinds of ideas they're espousing and ideas have consequences anytime you say you can't say this you can't say that you're limiting thought and whether it's good thought or bad thought is not not the point it's limiting thought well I said I said that I remember I mean I'm 50 something but I still remember things I'd argue when I was a teenager and I said well why would you want to stop somebody from saying that word? If somebody said it, that would instantly identify, right. pro- probably, yeah. in the right context. You could identify that someone was a horrible racist. Like, let them say it. Then you're like, you're an yeah. asshole. It's like, why can't you know? we wear guns on the outside of our pants? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really? At least you know then. Yeah. So, I, I guess you can in some states. I don't know. Do yeah. we have open carry here? We do, but it's... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Iowa, Iowa is an open carry state, but their uh, municipalities can override that, so... You have to be really can careful. Can do. You can. <laughs> I mean, towns, you know, that goes yeah. way back. You know, no, no guns in town kind of cowboy, Wild West type of laws. But, uh, which mm. is, it may, hey, you know what? Your collection of people that live together built this together and you say, we don't want guns on our streets. Okay, sure, I won't wear my guns outside my pants in your place. I mean, if, if I didn't want something in my house... You know, it's the same principle only it's exactly on a smaller scale, principle. and I'd say, hey, I don't yeah. want that in my house. You yeah. you would not bring it in my house. That's so. why I don't go to Illinois. <laughs> so, anyway, well, uh, yeah. where else where else are we gonna go? We uh, so we've got we've got a little bit. We got oh, six more minutes before our next cigar update. So let's just enjoy this. I will say, it's when I draw hard, it's a little different. I think it's a little yeah. better. So, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll do an update later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think we talked about this last week. I thought it was pretty funny. And this isn't in our notes, but, um, yeah, we did talk about it. Ben Shapiro making that challenge to Cortez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, is it, any developments on that? No, um, I, and I, I wish there was, but it was just, it was, it was, it was funny. And, um, I kind of, I kind of felt bad for her. Her response was kind of silly. I thought. Did, did we talk about her response when she's, she like basically said he was catcalling. Yeah, he said it was like a catcall. Ridiculous, so. It I, is. I mean, that's, a, <clears throat> that's the kind of mental mush that does really just makes me mad because it's just, there's I mean, not even, yeah, what, what? I mean, what? what wait, you, you're, you know? <laughs> you're a politician. The Democratic yeah. Party is actually kind of raising you up as one of their spokespeople. And when somebody asks you debate, to debate, you say, you're catcalling. Now, wait, you're a politician <clears throat> discussing... Shouldn't you be discussing the ideas of your party? What? Seriously. what? <laughs> anyway. Seriously. Yeah, I was having a talk with a friend of mine just this morning. We were talking about that idea that... that the people that get brought forth and end up in political office, or in leadership in general, so many times are 
I don't even know how to say it. Like, they just get put there by by people without really evaluating. Um, who I mean, especially in political office, I guess. There's so many of these people that you think you hear what they say, and it's not just what they say on like some recording somewhere. It's what they're saying from on podiums or at news conferences. Some of the garbage that comes out of their mouth, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say? You know, like some of these videos of uh, Maxine Waters or uh, Nancy Pelosi or things like this. You're just like, how in the world did you? How are you Speaker of the House yeah. of the United States? You think, oh, somebody put you there, you know? Somebody blocked for you and gave you a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. There's I, I hope we're I hope we're headed down a good path, you know. And I I do like the idea that I think you and I think. On some, on some level, regardless of what happens, we're gonna make. We live in America. We're gonna make our life. We're gonna take care of our family as good as we um, can. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously, I, I want our country to be a good, strong country, good for everybody. And I guess this idea, and I might go back. This isn't exactly an, about the end tape, but the idea that there's a principle, like, uh, like a black person would say, I can't say the N word. But if I said, well, you can't say this word, they'd be like, yeah, I can, because black people have been oppressed, and so I have a right to fight back. Well, But I want to talk about what are the principles that apply to everyone. Can't, well, and, and, okay, it, why do you get to say I can't say the N-word, but when I say you can't say a word, why, why do you win and I lose? Why, why can't my way be right? What, can't we come up with a principle that applies to all of us? Because... That was that was something that Andrew Clavin said. Gosh, it might have been better than a year ago, when he said a policy in the United States that benefits any group of people, whether it's by race or some other way, is not a good policy. The policy should benefit everyone. It should be, you know, it should be something that's applied to everyone. It should benefit all Americans, whoever whoever you are, um, and directly or indirectly. I, th- I think so. I, I think I'm, I'm sure he meant directly, but indirectly might apply. I mean, when people start talking about outliers and and um, um, you know uh, other things that, that can affect it, it's just like if you tax everyone ten percent, okay, everyone's taxed ten percent. That's fair. Mm-hmm. If you tax some people seventy five percent and other people ten percent, then that's not fair because it's not a policy that's equally applied to everyone. Right. Um, you know. Um, Anyone who wants to come in to the United States as an immigrant has to do these five things. That it doesn't matter what race you are. Um, you know, you have to do well, those that, five things. Okay, so I was trying to pick apart what you said earlier that, it, that all policies should benefit everybody. And I see that's why I said directly or indirectly because a policy of, okay, if you want to come into this country and be a citizen, you have to do these five things, doesn't benefit, at least not on the surface, the guy who's trying to come in. Uh, okay, it should it benefit... indirectly Amer- benefits him. Right, but it should benefit Americans. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Sorry, to talk, and you're then, right. And I think there's another principle at play, too, that, that I was thinking of, and that is that sometimes I think policy could be written to where it benefits the people who are risking. It's just like in the in business, the the one who bears the greatest risk ought to have the have the first chance at the benefits that are gleaned from his risk, you know. So it's so it kind of I guess uh, that started out with only landowners could vote, you know, because they were the ones that were dis- <laughs> they 
they held the risk, right, so they right. were the ones that benefited. I think there has to be a little bit of balance there, otherwise we end up in a in a I guess you understand what I'm saying? I think like, so. I feel like there needs to be, if you're giving someone something, if you're giving them authority or if you're giving them voice or if you're giving them resources, there ought to be, they ought to be a contributor before they're a beneficiary. Um, Is that, I don't know if that's right or fair or what, just, um, I just feel it. Yeah, um, I, on the surface I would say sure that makes sense. But as but so I'm, I'm throwing a butt out here. Yeah, stick your butt out. But when you're when you're an American, you do have you have the freedom to not be involved. It is it is irresponsible. It is bad. You shouldn't do that. But that's you have the freedom to not mm-hmm. be involved, and that is a benefit to being an American. You benefit from being here, and it and it and it equally applies to it equally applies to everyone. Sure. Um, that's where, with, because yeah. you're saying you should be, because you had a shot well, hitting but it. But what in I, all I'm saying is, you ha- absolutely have the right to not be involved, mm-hmm. but there will be consequences to your non-involvement. Exactly. Yep. And so that you know, if I, I if I don't vote, I'm stuck with. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. You, yeah, if you don't work, you're going to be poor. Yeah. If uh, whatever you know. <clears throat> yeah. If you don't work, if you don't work, you don't eat. I I heard. And if you don't eat, you can't work. <laughs> it's hard to work. I, uh, I I know someone who I will not mention that sometimes doesn't eat. And it's crazy to me that this person doesn't eat and then has a difficult time accomplishing things. And, of course, I, of course, it's, that's not just one person. I actually know several people and some other sure. people have some issues as to why they don't eat. But, um, but uh, I was going somewhere with the, if you don't work, you don't eat. I know parents who have said um, you need to clean your room or you don't get supper and the kids didn't clean the room they didn't get supper and they went to school or no 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 sorry different different situations sorry I'm I'm confusing two stories a kid a, a mom put the lunch money on the table and said to the kid you need to get that lunch money and take it to school if you forget it you just don't get lunch you need to be responsible. Get your lunch money. So the kid had to get. If the kid forgets his lunch money, goes to school, throws a fit to the school. The school then somebody feeds the kid. Now, that's a pretty small thing, but it's somebody interfering in the parent's discipline of that child. That's trying to teach the child to be responsible. Yeah. Now, do I think it's horrible to give the kid a lunch? No, but I do think it's bad to interfere in the discipline of someone else. I, you know. I don't like interfering with <laughs> yeah. people's stuff. Well, yeah, I, I agree with the interfering, and at the same time, have to. Man, there's a, oh man, there's lots of lots of things to think about there. So first off, oh, are we time for? Uh, go ahead. It probably is time for a cigar update, but Let's we can it. finish this thought. Okay, finish uh, the thought. First off, there. Okay, so the parent has already given permission to the school to interfere because they right. told him, "Hey, right. you train my kid. I'm not going to train." So there's one thing, but. Uh, but the other thing is, is that, again, ideas have consequences, and if the school is teaching, or if any institution is teaching a child, no, no matter what you do or don't do, or how responsible or irresponsible you are, you deserve to have your needs met. <laughs> that is, that's what they're teaching them, and that is so wrong. That is not going to build the kind of world that the teachers want to live in when they get older, or, or their kids or grandkids. 
And so, I don't know, those are the two things that jump out at me. That is definitely true. We're about the 30-ish minute mark here, so... Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm liking it more because I've been drawing a little harder. Um, I actually want to talk about the weight. I didn't think of it till we got into it a little bit. It's actually pretty light. The draw is perfect, um, but it feels like it doesn't feel packed. Some, some feel really heavy. This one doesn't. It feels light. Um, but the draw is perfect, and it's a, it, it gets a little a little darker, and I'll say bitter, but not in a bad way. There's there's a hint of bitter when I draw harder, make it burn a little hotter, and and I actually like it. It's a it's a good bitter. Maybe it's a bitter chocolate. Um, I will say it looked like it had a little oil on the outside, but it's it's a bit dry. It's um, not painfully dry. I don't like the really super dry smokes, mm -hmm. but it's not as oily as I would like. But I wouldn't. I don't know that Connecticut's are oily. I don't think they are. Um, but it's still just barely sweet, a hint of spice, and not not wowing me as much as I would like. But it's really nice. It's a very light smoke. I'm not getting any nicotine. Not getting a whole pile of flavor, but it's consistent. So your turn. Yeah. The, the, that chocolate or coffee is coming and going. Like, sometimes I'll get it and sometimes I won't. So that's kind of funny, but... I think it's coffee. I changed my mind. Go ahead, go ahead and put your say, but I think I, it's not chocolate. When I first tasted it, it was chocolate. They very quickly transformed to coffee. It either changed or I didn't have it right at the beginning. Yeah, it's coffee. But I'm getting coffee yeah. right now. But, uh... Um, yeah, it's not too dry, like you said. It's not too oily, but it's not too dry. So I suppose that's just right in a good, the good, nice range. For me, but uh, it's staying pretty consistent though. It's not changing an awful lot. I, I expect it. I expect we're about halfway through or so. Not, I, I would say maybe not. Quite. Not quite. We but, uh, because we're at thirty minutes, fifteen thirty. We got it. It's a Churchill, so it's a big cigar. We'll probably get an hour out of it. So we're. I, I'm not quite at halfway. We're about the same. We yeah, we're puffing about the same rate. So, but uh. I do, before we go back into talking about other things, I just want to comment that on some level it's nice that we're the lowest produced podcast, or at least we self-proclaimed lowest produced podcast. Cicadas in the background, we had a cricket earlier, and now we have our little chickens Some outside chickens, yeah. clucking, and uh, I hope the listeners enjoy it. <laughs> we're just sitting in the garage with the doors open, nice breeze blowing through. It is a nice, I can see the thermometer. It's 80 degrees outside, yeah. so it's probably a little cooler than that. In a here. little cooler in here. It's always a little cooler. The concrete floor keeps it a little cooler in here. Your smoke is no longer blowing in my face, that's so I'm good. not coughing anymore. Yeah, that's good. So, um, but, so, well, yeah. I don't know. So, this might be fun to talk about, because when you t started talking school, I'm like, gosh, I don't know how quick stuff can happen like big like I want big things to happen fast and that's probably unrealistic but like when I think of deregulation that's cool and somebody put to words it might have been Andrew Clavin that I was listening to on a podcast the other day put to words what I was hadn't put into words yet that you can say yes a deregulation is great but you shouldn't just there shouldn't just be deregulation there should be dismantling of some of the major bureaucracies and and he's, Andrew, and it was funny, he said, the EPA should be like one guy with a clipboard and a pen. <laughs> I like that. And I, I loved it. Yeah. It's like, you know, because there's just a few things that maybe he ought to have his hand in. And he said, but, you know, 
It's just all the other crap just doesn't need to be there. Well, just, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you ha you do have to dismantle it, and you can't just dismantle the bureaucracy. You also have to dismantle the the training, because, I, I mean, my kids are not in public school, but I know for a fact that they get so much environmentalist training coming up, it almost sort of, it's like labor unions. Back during the Industrial Revolution, we needed labor unions because people were being abused and yeah. they needed to have a voice and be heard. You know, I get that. Nowadays, we don't need that anymore. We don't need the protections. Nobody's being abused and run through machines and whatever and maliciously by some evil corporate tyrant. I, you don't see it. So it's kind of like the EPA, okay, if, if we're building, if we're training a mindfulness of the environment into, into the people, do we need an overarching, powerful bureaucracy to do it also? It's kind of, I kind of am of the opinion, maybe we don't. I mean, are some people going to do things they ought not to do? Yeah, that's always, that's going to be the case, but what, what's needed? I think we can scale back. Well, and, and here's the thing. If somebody's doing something they had not to do, then the Congress, the congressmen, senators should pass a law, and then right. a, 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 a elected official should pass a law. It shouldn't be that the elected officials say, "Oh, let's build this huge bureaucracy. Let them come up with a bunch of rules, mm -hmm. and then those rules, this unelected body is making the rules that are that applies to everybody." No, that's right. not right. Well, it's, then. Yeah, it goes back and forth. It's totally not right, and the other and and it should be dismantled in, in, in an executive level thing that can be dismantled in overnight, can it? It could be. I mean, the president of the United States, whoever it is, could say, "Hey, you know what? This is no longer going to be a part of our executive our exec execution of the whatever. We're done." I I don't think Trump would be the person to do that, but he no. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, but you already have instances where Congress will pass a standard or something, and then the, and then the unelected bureaucracy won't follow through with what Congress yeah. has told them to do. Oftentimes, for political reasons or for, I would say, corrupt reasons, <laughs> they're getting paid by somebody not to. Or gosh, yeah, you know, and when I think about, like, and, and there's, growth is is painful, sometimes. Usually it is, I think. Um, because if you're stretching yourself, you, if you're doing something that's good, that's beneficial, it's, it sometimes is challenging. And I, when I think about dismantling the Department of Education, it's like, oh my word, that would be, that would, and, and you, you start thinking of all the bad stuff, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All you're doing is dismantling the large federal organization. You're not stopping education. But that's what they do. People raise, oh, well, we got to educate our kids. Fine, educate our kids. Dismantle the Department of Education. Yeah. And educate, whatever. But it's just not necessary. That's a that's a state responsibility thing. It's a parent's responsibility thing. If the states want to have state, you know, some kind of state schools, the states can vote on that. Their elected officials can decide. Have local schools. Yeah. Um, so, I... Uh, I mean, oh, I, I wanted to make a comment on, when you were talking about labor unions, I mean, you might be able to educate here a little bit. I think the problem with labor unions actually isn't the labor union, and, and this is going to be a long statement, but let me say why. Yeah, it's okay. I think if five guys that are working on the farm, like five guys that work for BG Farms, where I work, get together and say, hey, you know what? 
we're not going to come to work until you give us all the dollars in our raise. We, we can do that. The problem is the government is big enough that 100,000 guys that work on the farm can pitch in a little money to pay somebody to lobby the government and convince the government that this law should be passed that's going to cause the, you know, the, the farm a lot of trouble yeah. and make them pay us more money. Yeah. That's the problem. It's and the government's involvement. And not only costs that farm money, costs but costs all the taxpayers' money. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's so true. So. It's so true. Uh, yeah, if only they would ask us, Doug. I mean, they just need to ask us. We could straighten out a lot of this. Just get Donald Trump to call me. I'll I'll help. I'd be glad to talk. I'd glad, yeah, I'd glad spend, to set things straight. I'd spend thirty minutes a week with him on the phone <laughs> for a nominal fee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't charge him that much, really. You know. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, what about uh, this cigar is really relaxing me. I'm I'm I, just having a. I'm losing I'm losing my steam. Maybe I'm just getting so relaxed. Anyway, sorry. I. I think that's because there's Parenthetical. not. <laughs> I think it's because there's not much nicotine. I think I start talking faster if it's a stronger cigar. I think maybe you do too, and we, we just we get amped up. This I is get like, passionate about things, so I, I I need to. I probably need to calm down. Huh. <clears throat> well, um, so what do you think about the FBI stuff? You know what? That I think it was Struck or whatever finally got fired, and you know there's. Alleged corruption in a bureau that's supposed to be, you know, taking care of people. And I mean, man, how how could you be in the FBI and not? I mean, if big government gives money to the FBI, we'll say that's left leaning, and right leaning would say we don't need a big bureaucracy. Take money away from it. Then wouldn't you have to be kind of biased if you were in the FBI? Yeah, and that's the blatant in your yeah. face. <clears throat> It's the elephant in the room, man. I mean, yeah. And, yeah, the, for, well, and and then they'll turn around and say that these firings are this, like, uh, big one yesterday. Was it Brennan? Got his security clearance. This is a big breaking news Oh, yeah, story yeah, yeah. Yesterday. I forgot about that one. Brennan got his security clearance stripped, and a bunch of other people now are under review. They're going to get their security clearances stripped, which they ought to. Come on. And... They're, they're pointing their fingers and saying, this is just a, simply a political move. Well, like, everything these... See, here, I'm getting passionate again. Yeah, yeah. But, like, every single thing that these guys have come out with in the last six, eight months, even a year, has been purely political. The president is absolutely within his authority to strip whoever's security clearance. He wants to. Uh, what are they complaining about? Yeah. I almost used some strong language there, but what yeah, are they Political about? or not. Is it within his purview to yeah. do it? Yes. Okay, then, so what if it's political? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Of course it's political. It has to do with politics. Well, government. no one's explained to me, and maybe, maybe there's a legitimate reason. I wish somebody smarter, and maybe that's you, would explain this to me. If someone's no longer working for the government, why do you still why have a security have Exactly. So they can use, take that private secret information and... Okay, this is why. Because of the military-industrial complex. These guys now are ex-CIA or ex-FBI or whatever. They have these top-secret security clearances... Now they go into the private sector, and they make millions of dollars consulting, and they make, you know, consulting and running private organizations based on information that we, the taxpayers, you know, 
pay for, it's just, it's incredible. They ought not to be able to do that. It, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like they should. I mean, your job's over. You, you did great. Pat yeah. on the back. Here's a star or a, an award or whatever. Yeah, go, go write a book. Yeah, <laughs> write a book. Retire. Um, or stay in Washington in the middle. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're letting them do. Yeah. Um, okay, this cigar is going to last way past yeah, our, uh, our podcast. So we're at 45 minutes. So this is going to be our last update before before we wrap. And um, I'm, I'm liking it. You want to go first? No, I'll go. Okay. I'm, I'm liking it more, but I do think it's it's relaxing. I want to give it some positive thing. It is relaxing because there's not much nicotine. I'm, I'm, I'm more mellow, I think. Um, the flavors are getting a little better. I don't know if that's because I've been drawing more or if it's because as it gets to the end, sometimes they intensify a little. Um, the, the sweetness is going up. I'm, I'm enjoying the yeah. coffee. The coffee's... I'm noticing it or it's mm-hmm. stronger and... Um, I'm liking that. I, I wouldn't mind it being a little more sweeter, but I might be I might be kind of thinking of a Cameroon wrapper or something that's a little bit sweeter. But um, um, but I like it. I think the coffee is what's winning me over, even though it could be a little sweeter. What was the other one other thing I was going to say? Uh, oh, the ash. It, when I was saying it's light, the ash has only been hanging on for about an inch. Yeah. That usually is. That usually tells you about how packed. Because if it's really packed hard, um, the ash will be longer. And I, in a perfect world, you get a lot of tobacco packed in, in the long ash, but it's not too tight of a draw. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, kind of. I think they played that pretty well on this one. Yeah, I, I think they did. Actually, it seems light, so uh, that's why I think the ash is falling off. I, I actually knocked my ash off. Oh, you did. I, it hasn't fallen at all. Oh, on, okay. On this one, so I knocked it off because I didn't want it to fall on me, and it was mm-hmm. getting to be almost two inches long. So I just okay. kind of eh, get, get rid of that. Um, I want to. Agree with everything you just said, but I want to add another thing because the reason we smoke cigars is because it, it brings us enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I really think, and a lot of times um, when we're recording or when we're doing these cigar reviews or smoking cigars, I'll have a cup of coffee, or I mean, or water usually. Usually, coffee or water. I think that this cigar with the flavor profile that that sort of sweet and the sweet is intensifying. You got the coffee slash chocolate. I really think this would pair well with a drink. I think it would pair well with a, with a scotch. I think it would pair well with a cup of coffee. A lot of things. I think that would just really kind of make... I think it would pair well with things. It may not... This is not the, the best standalone cigar that I've ever smoked, but I think that it would really just complement just about anything that you wanted to... I mix with it. I think so too. Uh, and now it's interesting you mentioned that. I never even thought scotch, but when you said when you said coffee, I was thinking, and not I don't think of bold coffee, but like yeah, a smoky row house, nice. yeah, or a cappuccino, um, something with a little bit of sweet milk. Yeah, and uh, but I, I, I do think that would go good together. Um, even a tea, maybe maybe a tea. A tea might too. I think tea would go. I think actually tea goes really really good with cigars. I've seen some cigar mm-hmm. guys on videos when there's five or six of them. A lot of times they'll be drinking this lightly sweet tea. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't intrude much right. with with what's happening in the cigar. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I'm glad if this is if this in fact is one of the best Connecticut's. I'm glad I smoked it. It's it's telling me I like Connecticut's for what they are. They're not my they're not my favorite. Smoke. So. Have you tried a purge? I have not. You should. Purge? Yeah. yeah. 
like the tiny... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, and it got... It, there was It intensified the bitter. That's actually oh, when yeah. I got started to get the Seriously. coffee. It intensified the bitter on my lips, yeah. and then I started like, oh, yeah, I'm getting the coffee now. For but, sure. Yeah. It's like I don't know what a purge is. I forgot, <laughs> forgot what you meant. You taught me, Doug. I taught you that. <laughs> you know it? So, yeah. Great, a great cigar. Again, we haven't had very many bad reviews. One of these times we're going to have one, and we're just going to bag on it for an hour. Now... I'll back up a little because I didn't like the red the red label Camacho, which was Corojo. I think you liked it more than I did. I probably wouldn't buy that one again, and I think just about every other Camacho in that in that collection I would buy again. Ecuador was top. Ecuador was definitely top. That triple Maduro was that was next right next door. Next. Probably the Candela. Candela was. I think. Good. The Candela was good, but it yeah. didn't wow me as much as you liked a couple of Criollo. Years. You might have liked the yellow label was a Criollo. Yeah. Then the Connecticut. Connecticut was really good too. That was though. fantastic. That might. I, the Candela was weird, so it, it's hard still for me to say where it rates because I'm gonna have to smoke that one again because it was weird, but I liked it. So I don't. I don't know. And the Claro, but uh, uh, this guy. I still have the the green one. That, that's the that's the can, that's can, the Candela. Or, I liked that. Yeah. That was the Candela. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Technically, double Claro. Double Claro. Yeah. Mucho. So. Mucho Claro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, any, you know, I know we're getting close on time. Any closing closing thoughts or first principles, really, really important things we want to pull together out of the, out of this week and what's what's been going on? Mm, well, I want to say something. It's just, it's just a thought. And this might sound like gloating or something to some of our listeners, because we obviously, up with the podcast, we don't know who's going to listen or who is listening. I mean, we could, we have, I haven't done any analytics at all yet. I will be doing some of that soon, but it's interesting. I have been extremely thankful the last week or two, and I've, heard, I've had conversations with others that are thinking exactly the same way, with all this stuff that's going on everywhere, whether it's fires in the West or crazy uh, migrant issues or it's physical war conflict or protests we live here in the middle of Iowa and it is beautiful and it's peaceful and we are so blessed to live where we live and th- these are crazy times they are really crazy times to be alive these are the days that we're that our kids and grandkids are going to read about in history books I think anybody that is a, any kind of student of history is going to re, is realizing that that the things that are going on is just wow this is huge stuff. Um, but we we're kind of like hobbits. We just li- we live and we work and we are so blessed to be as comfortable as we are. And I, I just am thankful for that. I don't know if it'll last forever, but uh, just feeling feeling that. I just wanted to say that because I feel like we don't we kind of can look at all the problems and get ticked off or indignant about injustices and stuff but man look around we live in a pretty gorgeous place yeah when i when i went to work monday i was like oh crap i gotta wait till friday to have my cigar but it's uh, like but but i twisted it instead of oh crap i changed it to wait a minute this is gonna be a good cigar i'm gonna sit down with joe yeah. i'm like and it like got me through the week not that my weeks are that hard you know <laughs> I've, got, I've got a good job i work hard but you talk, you, this is the highlight of your week man we need to i know i know it's uh <laughs> well i mean it's not the highlight of the week, but I looked forward to it. Yeah. I mean, the highlight is hanging out with my girls and, you know, 
having him draw some picture with crayons and bring it in and hand it to me and say, I made this for you, Papa, you know. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd give up cigars, you know, anytime for that. But um, what I'd do is I'd give him, I'd give him tobacco leaves and say, color on this, and then I'd roll it. And then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is, it is... It is good. We we live in good times. Thanks for that, for that uh, nice positive outlook. And so we're gonna we're gonna have more. We got gosh, we're gonna have twenty more minutes. Yes, we probably will. Oh if yeah, if we if we if we make it last that long, yeah, for sure. Well, um, we we've been we've been wanting to do this, and you know, uh, our our unofficial let's just say our unofficial sponsor for today. Yeah, talk about this. Um, and I've. I don't know how many years. I bet I've had this five years. But if you've never had a Cuban Crafters Perfect Cutter, um, you got to get one. Uh, they're great because for a long time, I you know, cutters are cheap. You spend five bucks, get something made in China and on eBay, and it'll come and it'll cut your cigar. But the thing that's nice about the Perfect Cutter, it has a back in it, so you can't shove the cigar too far through the cutter. It stops the cigar and it takes off the perfect amount when you when you cut, and it even has a little bitty hole. So if you're cutting a torpedo, the like point of the torpedo will go through it, and then you can still cut off still the right the amount. So it's great because you just you don't cut off too much. No mangled caps. Right, and uh, they're they're just great. So Cuban Crafters Perfect Cutter. That's the unofficial sponsor today. Grab one, they're they're great. If you remind me, Doug, I'll stick a link on the, on this podcast. Okay. Where people can go to buy uh, a Cuban crafter. I will. I will definitely Cutter. do that. And um, good cigar. I'm loving the coffee. The coffee is coming through nice and consistent now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Thanks for listening. If you're listening. Yeah. Um, Love we, to hear from you. Shall so we call it a day? Shoot us a line. We'll see you next week. All right. Well. You can listen to us next. You week. can listen to us next <laughs> week. <laughs> Maybe we we try to do this weekly. Most of most of the time we do pretty good with that. Thank you for listening to Doug and Joe Talk dot com. See ya. <laughs>